Why is recorded in front of a live studio audience. I will not ask you if that's why you're dressed like Carmen Miranda. I'll wait mm. to. No, I'm dressed like Carmen Miranda just for the hell of it. Thursday, right. Although I probably should pull this up now that I'm seeing. (laughs) (laughs) If our our guest joins us, they might not be ready. This is Why with your hosts, Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poling. Oh, and I'm going to the zoo. I told you that. Oh. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I volunteered to uh, go to the Younger's uh, school field trip to the I knew, zoo. I don't think I realized it was a zoo. I knew about yeah. the field trip, but not so the zoo. It's going to be great. I'm going to get to see some tigers, I hope, some bald oh. eagles. I don't know if I'm going to get to pet anything. That would be amazing. I had to pay $19. Like, I don't know if that's so I get to ride on one of those buses again and get Is it that the smell. Philadelphia Zoo? It is not. It is the oh. Elmwood Zoo, which is about 30 minutes the opposite direction. Um, which first time we went was in the winter. And if you mm-hmm. want to see sad zoos, go to a sad zoo in January on a nice day. Yeah. And just some very confused looking giraffes. The sweet spot is like a brisk, sunny day. Yes, exactly. Like 40s 50s that's the yeah. that's when the, that's when they're up and going yeah unfortunately this place does have a reptile house but doesn't have like sea lions oh let's take you to the detroit zoo there's so many jokes i can make right now that mm-hmm. i'm not going to you can um the greatest yeah. commercial of all time it's a sea lion holding a handgun no oh is the commercial that ran in the 70s and 80s for the Detroit Zoo. It won Cleo's, it won everything. It's, and I think it, it's just great. It's the best ad ever. Attention, the Detroit Zoo will open in five minutes. Five minutes, please, just five minutes. My lines, my lines, I can't remember my lines ever. My makeup, my makeup. Wardrobe, I say wardrobe. How, how do I look? Seriously, how do I look? <laughs> hey, honey, give me a little kiss before I go on. Um... Okay, guys, this way. <laughs> Wrong way, guys. Isn't it great? Remember when it was made? Yeah, no, I understand. Some of the um, stereotypes would be problematic yes of course although the fact that the um crocodile was wanting to talk to the flamingo's (laughs) agent agent, that tracks that was amazing yeah and the hippo doing the opera singer yes it's very nice the monkeys is funny nice going melvin that's my favorite (laughs) no it's it's lovely um does it make you want to go to the zoo now yes Really, the last thing I need to do on a week with all this stuff going on is take a few hours and go to the zoo. Yeah, because it's never a sentence I've said like I got to blow off some steam. Let's go to the zoo. Mm-hmm. When does that? When do you cross that? That's a good question. To with children, I don't know because but, I also think it depends on what animals are at said zoo and what babies mm, were born that year. And- right. Because I feel like if I went to the the zoo as an adult by myself, I'd feel like a creeper. But I feel like that 
most places uh, if I go there by myself as an adult. Yeah, but I also feel, well, and most, you wouldn't really necessarily go by yourself. Like, I think, right. I think the zoo is actually a really good place for a first date. It's, yes, for you take a special lady friend there, sure. But, but it's a good, like, early on date, very safe, lots of people, mm-hmm. clearly things to talk about. Yes, that's so true. So I think it's a good, you know. Mm-hmm. And if uh, the, and if your date suddenly says like, oh, I, you know, shot one of those in the Sahara last year, you right. just immediately it's over. You just or they say something anti-Semitic. You're just right. Like, Both. Sexy. Yeah. It's a very easy escape. Could they say something anti-Semitic about an animal that they shot? Probably. Yeah. First off, thank you for your service in putting this championship together. <laughs> How did you come up with this concept? So um, I've owned and operated a, like a men's store for about 10 years now here in Fenton, Michigan. It's called Bridge Street Exchange. And mm-hmm. within that, we've always um, you know, been male dominant. Um, my background, too, I, I sold wedding rings to men on the, wed- on the Internet for about 15 years as well. So all my thought process has always been in like the men's uh, category. Um, and I sell a lot of grooming products. We have a whole grooming bar in our, our store here. It, it promotes different, you know, beard products, shaving products, stuff that you're going to get outside of like the big box stores. Mm-hmm. And um, from there, it's always been a lot of beard contests that I was watching. And in going into 2020, I was like, let's do something fun. Let, like, I want to hear like from those people with mullets, like, and this was before the mullet craze really started. And right. I was, like, I want to like tap into this and see like what makes these people tick. And, sure, the underserved mullet community. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I decided to do um, a contest right before COVID lockdown hit. And obviously I didn't know that was going to happen. So we came out with a contest. We called it the Michigan mud flap contest. <laughs> and I thought if I'd get 30 people to like enter and come to my store, um, it would be a kind of a fun, different thing. So um, kind of to speed the, the story up a little bit, we went into COVID lockdown here in Michigan. Obviously, things shut all the way down. The barber world and the salon world, they were very late coming back. Um, so that gave everybody's tear, you know, time to grow. And I think it was also one of those times where people were like, eh, whatever, I'll, I'll cut my hair into a mullet now. So um, we ended up starting the contest back up after the lockdown and once like those places were starting to open and we ended up having 130 people show up a lot of people were bored so they drove like two hours to get here and everybody actually applied in my store we took pictures we did the first contest and then as we got to the top 10 that year i had a group from the espn ocho show reach out and say we want to tape this and so we had to find a location and, and we did a taping of it and it aired basically a year later on ESPN, the Ocho day, which is like an oddity sports channel. So have you always been a mullet enthusiast? I always thought it was like kind of fun and different, you know, like when I see somebody with a mullet, I'm like, if, especially if it's an old one, you're like, man, that, that person's been through a lot. And, and they've always had a lot of people probably asking them about their mullet and why they have it. So it's an intriguing haircut. And I've always, I've always enjoyed sports and like competition and then oddity sports as well. So I was a huge, um, you know, 4th of July, Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest guy. I've never mm-hmm. missed it. 
And um, I think this aligns really well with that. So um, I guess an enthusiast, yes. Um, now it's it's cracked into a whole nother, like, bigger operation of running these contests. Yeah, it's such, I mean, it it says something, I think, about the brilliance of the idea that it's something so small that everyone latches onto it and goes, oh, yeah, these these need to be judged. Yeah, Where it was one of the where I was like, like, bottle like in 2020 after like that one went really well i was gonna like just kind of put it to rest and be like that was fun maybe we'll do it next year but then i had like other people reaching out i was like are you gonna do a kids one i'm like i guess we will but instead of just doing a kids one in michigan i'm like let's just open it up and do like a digital contest and see what happens and then that first year it went really well and then i had a business already like started at that point and started to like hammer out the details so um it got serious really quickly now, contestants, do they, what is their approach uh, or relationship with the mullet? Do they do it for ironic, this is funny, or do they just like that hairstyle on them? I think it's the lifestyle piece of it. It's like not taking life too serious. You hear that a lot in the mullet community, which is like, um, <laughs> most people that are going to have a mullet are super confident. They're not going to be shy about it because people are going to come up to them and ask them stuff about it. Um, I think it's part of their identity, but the lifestyle part of it, it's that free and easy lifestyle where, you know what, let's just wake up and have fun. There's not, we don't have to be so serious all the time. And I think that's what worked during all this. I mean, we cut through politics during the presidential race. We cut through COVID. We cut through a ton of different things, right? And Mm -hmm. that was huge. I mean, it was huge in terms of like, wow, like people need this kind of stuff, right? I mean, we're always so serious and everything is always so you know, boxed in. I think the mullet left the out. It's outside the box again. It's more of a lifestyle cultural thing again. And I think the eighties, when we had the the big, huge run in the eighties of the mullet, I think this one's going to be way bigger because it's hit celebrities. It's hit sports. It's hit everywhere. And, um, it's just a modern, a modern, you know, progression of things. The idea that the mullet is the thing that brings the country together, a nation divided, like you said, political, so much stuff that the mullet is the one thing everyone can agree on and go, you know, that haircut's got something going for it. That's amazing and heartwarming, sort of. I think it's like some people love it and some people hate it. They'll always despise it. And it's it's fine. I mean, right. I I think most of the people that have them, they're not going to take it too serious, like. Again, it's a haircut, right? Um, at the end of the day, they can cut it if they want. The legendary people that have had them for 30 years, we give a ton of respect to those people because, holy cow, like keeping the same haircut for that long is is kind of a, a huge deal to people. And, um, you know, the division that we see in the country, obviously, politics aside, the mullet, we do see people from all aspects of life and we see them from all parts of the country, which is amazing. I mean, I didn't know what we were tapping into until we got there. And then it was like, wow, this is pretty cool. And throughout the contest, the number one thing I always talk about is fun. Like, just have fun with it. It's not supposed to be like winner take all. Like, we're not playing Survivor. We're not playing these game shows where somebody has to come out, you know, the champion and kill everybody. It's it's a matter of have some fun along the way. We've always partnered with charity to, to do something good out of it. So I think it's a win-win for everybody. And, and it's really kind of taken off and grown into its own company now. But going back to the whole, you know, people hate it or they love it, but I, I feel people don't actually hate it. I feel like they, 
they like love to hate it or hate to love it, but I feel like no one actually truly hates them. Yeah. I think it's like, I read a lot of the social media comments of like the, you know, the barfing emojis and like, I would never do that to my kid and child abuse and stuff like that. It's like, come on, man, like get a life. It's not that big of a deal. It's a haircut. Like how many kids have got summer Mohawks, right? I always use that as an example. Like you let your kid have a Mohawk for the summer. Who cares? Right. It's hair. Right. And, and versions are very like in vogue in fashion right now, like very much hipster culture. Yeah. We were saying that like celebrity, it's gone all over. Yeah. Yeah. And when you touch like all aspects, like we're doing the mullet contest right now, and that's actually live on our website on mulletchamp.com. The mullet, if you look at them and stereotypically people will look at them, they're ultra progressive people with dyed hair and different looks. I mean, that's cool, right? It's a, a just another like small niche within the mullet community. And then when you go into like other parts of um, the year, you'll see the more blue collar people, the country people. It's not so much, you know, people in the South have mullets anymore. It's New York, San Francisco. It's everywhere. Yeah, Kevin, you know, call me a dreamer, but I feel like someday we can just do away with gender labels. It can just be, can't mullets just be. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite, you mentioned uh, Michigan Mudflap. Do you have a favorite nickname for the mullet? I know there's the Canadian Waterfall. Um, yeah, Kentucky Waterfall. I don't know, like the Camaro Cut. There's just, a lot of them are funny, uh, you know. But those are distinct styles, right? Those are not overarching. Isn't the yeah, Kentucky I think people, Waterfall a yeah, specific and the... Lot. Do it, yeah. Like a good one that came up recently because Morgan Wallen is like huge right now. Right. People are calling their mullet Morgan Walmart, <laughs> which is kind of funny. That's like a new progression that's come out. Um, yeah, a lot of the the big ones that the Tennessee top hat, the Michigan mud flap, a lot of them are demographically associated with people. Um, I like the unique ones myself, and and again that Morgan Walmart one that came through that was pretty funny. I like it's that just, too. Yeah, I mean. Again, people with mullets don't take it too serious. What we're doing is we always call them like mullet pageants or, you know, people with mullets are like peacocks. They like to show it off. I'm comedian David Race in Los Angeles. I host a celebrity-filled paranormal talk show like no other. Monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions. You won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show. I guarantee you'll like Monstrosity, or you get your time back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. What are you looking for as a judge? Are you a judge in the tournaments? Yeah, so I'm a judge um, when it comes to, like, the online portion. When we do our in, in-person in contests, a lot of times those are going to be with people. No, you um, need an expert, sure. Yeah, they're going to be experts. What is a judge looking for? What makes a good mullet? And let, let's maybe phrase it, what makes an award-winning mullet? So what I always talk about is it's that whole, like, business in the front party in the back, like, ratio. But, like, what I like to see is if a person can take their hair from the – from the back and like put it in a ponytail and you look straight on. Like I'm looking at you right now and I can just see your hair falling to your eye. Right. Mm-hmm. We're to unleash that and go like this and it comes out everywhere. Mm. That's a good mole. Like straight on. It looks like you're serious. And then you turn around and it gets crazy. 
Um, another it. big one that a lot of people don't talk about, especially in the female divisions, is um, a lot of ears are covered. To have a proper mullet, you have to show your ears. Mm. And the hair always starts right behind the ear. And there's a new kind of concept going on right now that's like a mohawk mullet, but the back part always gets wider than the top, if that makes sense. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, the, I would say that new modernized mullet look where people are doing like the high fades and stuff like that. And like the design kind of comes back. As long as it's still wider in the back, that's that's still considered a mullet. So is that instant disqualification if it, your ears are covered? Yeah, typically we we say no. I mean, it gets into a shag haircut. Mm. Do you deduct points for the sort of modernity of the haircut? Like you said, if it's got a bit of a fade to it, if it's got some, you know, styling to it. Does yeah, that so hurt like, it? I mean... When I first started this, we called a lot of people cold necks. A cold neck would be somebody that's got a mini mullet and the mullet doesn't go like down to cover their neck, right? Mm -hmm. Some people don't consider a real mullet until it touches their shoulders. But again, a curly haired person, they have a tough time getting to their shoulders with length. So um, I would say I like to see them get the hair down to their shoulders. It looks better, I think. Um, but that new like European mullet it, that is kind of like taken over right now, a lot of people keep the back longer, but it's not super long. Do you have so subdivisions? There's, there's been progression since I've started this. Do you have subdivisions and categories? Like you said, there's the male mullet, there's the female mullet, there's the child mullet. Yeah. Yeah. So like right now, like we've we've formulated different ideas and like it would be nice just to have everybody compete against each other. But that's like really hard to do when it comes to a contest side. So sure. right now we have a male division going on. The next up will be the kids and the teens division. And with the kids division, that's a huge one for us. That's a really big, big popular one. We get a lot of people that are hardcore into wanting to have their child win. So it's a lot of fun. Um, and then so kids and teens is kind of grouped together, but we do it by age bracket when we first start out. And then the teens one kind of has its own division because a 16 or 17 year old doesn't want to compete against a four year old. No, doesn't yeah, no, never. After that, we'll go into the fall, which will be our men's main division. We call it like the main event. And then with that one, we're going to bring back the 55 and up crowd this year, just because that's where you're going to find those people that are legendary with the 30 yeah. mullets. Um, the problem with that group is they're not good on social media. So they, they have a tough yeah. time. We have a woman right now in the female division with probably the Guinness book of world records, longest mullet. It's almost to the ground. Oh, she, wow. she just doesn't do a lot of social media and uh, she's an awesome person and her mullet is unbelievable, but it's the social media part. She'll probably compete again, in the 55 and up one because she'll have a better, better odds. That's amazing. Do you ever, interact with any of the like because there's a special group of hairdressers who can create especially mm -hmm. the, the classics so are they involved in all with all of this yeah so one of our judges this year and we've worked together with her for a couple of years is ashley medina she's out of the lansing michigan area she's mother mullet she's huge on tiktok huge on on social media um she deals with a lot of like curls and mullets so she does really well. Um, there's a couple of their barbers that we talk to from time to time all over the country. Obviously, with our social media, a lot of barbers follow us, what we're doing. So um, I wouldn't say there's like 
a rock star, like unbelievable person. But like, if you guys know who Riff Raff is, he's a he's a um, rapper. Sure. And mm-hmm. his personal barber is pretty good at mullets, and his mullet is pretty majestic as well. Yes, majestic. I think is the perfect adjective just for yeah. the whole category <laughs> in general. Yep. <laughs> and then your other judge uh, that you you mentioned, uh, boy, there's yourself, and then there's Ashley, um, mm-hmm. Big Scott, aka the Godfather, which is... they call him Godfather of the mullet. So Scott is just an all around good dude. He's from the South, he loves to support everybody and anything mullets. It's almost like when this all came to fruition and people were all like pumped up about it, there was also a Facebook group. It's called the mullet that changed my life. And mm-hmm. th- their group on Facebook got enormously big. And Scott was a big person in that. Um, Scott's always about supporting other people. He shows up at live events. He shows up to meet other people with mullets. He's, he just loves the lifestyle and he loves like, I think the, the community, sometimes I'll, com- I'll relate this community to the Jeep people. So Jeep people are always like given the peace and the, Oh, you have a Jeep. I have a Jeep, you know, the mullet people kind of are like that. So like, if you get a group of them together, they're all like pumped up. So big Thank Scott is just a great advocate for like what we're doing. And he's an awesome guy and his mullet, he's been rocking for 30 plus years. It is pretty epic. Yeah. Do you find the people who've been rocking them for years and years stick with the same version for 30 plus years? They don't, right? They don't deviate. It's just the same, the one. Yeah. They don't deviate too much. They, they kind of stick to it. It's like, it's like, if you know that one dad out there, that's got like the comb over. Oh yeah. Like you could, you don't mess with that. Right. Right. It's not broke. Don't fix it. Exactly. Where do you see things going from here? Is there a hall of fame coming? So we do have a Hall of Fame listed. Oh, in the God f- bless you. Yeah, a lot of the stuff. I would love to do like formalized um, like inductions and and get yes. a few new per year. Um, we're growing at a really rapid rate and saying like it's but only in the back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we're just at a point where a lot of things are happening. So we're starting to get bigger sponsorships. We're starting to get collaborations. So like some of the stuff you guys will see this year. People are going to be like, oh, that's cool. It like fits into like what we're doing. We kind of poke fun at like some sporting events. Again, I'm like big into sports. So I like to, I like to uh, bring like any like iconic sports things into what we're doing. So one of the things we'll be doing and we'll be releasing this year was, um, I probably won't say the company yet, but we're going to do like a mullet jacket that we're going to award to somebody. Like it's a master's coat. Mm, So, um, any ideas are always kind of like that. I want them to be kind of outside the box and different and kind of like play into that sporting part of, of mullets. Wonderful. <laughs> yes. We we're going to be, you'll see us a lot more, I think overall this year. Um, we got a couple national companies that are going to get behind us. So we were, we've been trying to find that Johnsonville brats, you know, like for mm-hmm. the corn, trying to find that partner. And I think yes. we're getting I feel like I have an inkling on who it is, but I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, at some point, we would love to set up a table at the event and yes. get our ABC's World, Wide World of Sports, right, mustard yellow sport coats. And uh, yes. Yeah. So I'm actually flying into Minneapolis this weekend for Denim Fest, which is in Forest City, Iowa. Oh. And we're doing wow. a live mullet contest on stage at the three day concert there. That's amazing. And we're wow. releasing a video in front of hopefully 10 to 20,000 people. 
Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So like, that's where it's going. It's, it's definitely big. Um, we're looking to be like the authority in the space and have some fun. And again, this side job is created. It's turned into a lot more. So it's been perfect. fun though. It I seems like it's got, asked for. Yeah, it seems like it's got to be as far as like added work to anyone's workload. This seems like a pretty good thing to just because it's got to remind you constantly how ridiculous this is, how ridiculous life is, all of that yeah. stuff. In a way, yeah, it's like I, you know, unfortunately, I have to worry about all the back end stuff and getting the team to like make sure all the voting works. And we continuously work on that stuff. and We take feedback from everybody. So like this year, we're doing donations and voting. So fan voting actually takes the more weight in the whole like system that we have. It provides a lot more weight. So that's where it's always been. Fan voting has been number one. And then we have a donation part of it. So this year um, we've partnered with Jared Allen, who has an epic mullet. Um, he's a former NFL football player and he owns his own company. It's Jared Allen's home for wounded warriors and he builds homes and they're actually going to be releasing one to a wounded vet here in Michigan in June, which is going to be awesome. So we're trying to like take this to another approach of like having fun, raising some money and you know, don't take life too serious. That's perfect. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's been cool. So it's been neat. I think the women um, in the Fumullet contest, were probably closing in on about two grand. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, so once we get to the kids one in the main event, you'll see probably a lot more donations and, you know, if we can make an impact and have some fun, I mean, it would be cool eventually to have like, one house that was made all from like the mullet contest. Yes. No, the, the house that mullets built. Of course. Yes. <laughs> it's gotta be on mullet Lake. Right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Online voting for the 2003 femme mullet digital contest is happening right now. They are also taking submissions for the Kids Mullet Showdown, Locks of Glory. For more information and so much more, check out their website, mulletchamp.com. Why the Podcast is produced by the Professional Production Company. Please be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because we're shallow and need constant validation. For more information, you can check out our website, whythepodcast.com. And like everyone else, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Today's show was recorded and produced by Heidi Hedquist and myself from our world headquarters located on the second floor of the professional office building, centrally located downtown. Our reluctant executive producers are John Sovey and Sandy Stone. Our willing producers are Rachel Allen and Randy Jeanette. Our intern is Zach Jackson. This one's for Philippe. Thanks for joining us. Flash, we're coming home. Nigel, is that you? Are you here, Nigel?